Mikey and Rinny A show about the serious and not so serious parts of our edible world. Let's eat. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mikey and Rin Eat In. This is Mikey, Mr. Motorcycle, Mikey Sheather. <laughs> it's Rin Dog. I'm really glad that you don't own a motorcycle, actually. <sighs> Every time I see one of my friends on the Instagrams or something driving a motorcycle, or I see someone riding down our street um, with a motorcycle, all I can think about is my mom just ringing in my head and just saying, you're going to get a massive head injury. You kind of look like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. It just doesn't seem. I've never. I've ridden a motorcycle one time and I dumped it. And I uh, I don't even know what you call it. Dropped it onto the onto its side. And my oh. friend who had the motorcycle was so mad. Really bummed. Really bummed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I couldn't come up with a nickname. My brain is pretty fried. Yeah, we had a. Buckwild night we last had a night. Buckwild night last night with our boy. He has been just getting up for whatever reason at some time and just crying. Yep. Losing his cookies. Yep. And I'm of the mindset where I like kind of want him to just fucking sort it out, bro. Yeah. Like if I go in there, it usually makes it worse. And then he's, I think he's kind of psychologically like, wow, if I cry enough, I'm going to get held or touched sure. or whatever by my sure. parent. But that's a, it's a heavy lift when it's like, oh, he'll just, that bitch will keep going for 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour and a half. Well, what's so interesting is we decided to do sleep training with with our babe, right? Yeah. Um, no judge, if that wasn't for no, you. No, no, I good. get it. It's horrible. Um, it, basically, the, the more horrible than some of our friends whose kids are sleeping like no more than an hour and a half. I know, I know, I know. I don't think it's that. I, I think all in the end, it's yeah. been really good, right? Because right. for the most part, he's a good sleeper. Who knows what this is? Is our teeth coming in? Is this a sleep regression, which apparently happens every month? <laughs> um, I don't know. What I know is everybody's it? like, yeah, sleep regression at six months, or sleep regression at four months, or eight months. Nine. It's just all the time. Yeah. I think it's yeah. just everybody. When your kid's sleeping like shit, there, you say, "Oh man, I think he's getting molars. His <laughs> right. wisdom teeth are coming in." <laughs> he's, he's, I think he's growing a beard right now. Oh, I think he's that's... getting his unicorn horn yeah. finally. <laughs> yeah, but it. So basically, what we did with him was we would pop in at five minutes if he was crying, <sighs> at ten minutes if he was crying, at fifteen minutes and we did this for a couple nights and he's you know since he's been a pretty good sleeper with this is this is the sleep training right 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 yeah but now what i've been kind of noticing is like when we pop in it just ramps him up it like charges it's like gasoline to the fire and so what we've kind of been doing is like let's just we'll be the tougher people and we'll just lay in bed and i can kind of sleep through it like the crying or whatever but like, and then I cannot, she can't. not even close. Yeah. So I will be kind of like dozing off and I'm like, he's crying, but he kind of cries like a little rhythmically. And then out of nowhere, these like Freddy Krueger claws, like hit me in the shoulder and it's Rin going, so what do you think we're going to do now? <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, you've been laying there like, oh, wait, the whole yeah, time and on For fire sure. or whatever. And I'm just kind of like, he just becomes a part of my dreams. <laughs> it's like he becomes like a seagull in my ocean dream or something. How lovely for you. <laughs> well, what's funny is that our strategy at 1 a.m. Oh. is different from one day to the next. Because because the night, last night, yeah. we chose to pop in, check in with him. You're good, buddy. Yeah. A couple times. And then, you know, eventually he put himself back to sleep. 
This Whereas, is wait, last night this or the is night last before? Night. Okay, yeah, yeah. The night before, however, <laughs> we thought, let's pick him up. Oh, let's I, lay down with him. I pulled him into the I guest I put bed. him on the boob. I checked his diaper to see if maybe he was pooping out <laughs> Flaming Hot Cheetos or something. It's I don't know. Like, so so the, the message that we're giving to him is- I don't know. Roll the dice. Why not just cry? <laughs> you might get picked up. You might get the boob. Yeah. You might have to just cry for a half hour. Put in a quarter. You might get a bouncy ball. You might get uh, one of those expandable sponges in the sink. You totally. might get a princess crown. <laughs> so consistency is key is what we're saying. Dope. We're really, <laughs> really doing a good job of that. <laughs> well, we also just had, yes, it was been, it's been 107 degrees or 105 degrees in Portland. So it's just been buck wild anyways. We also had a wedding and lots of visitors. Mm-hmm. And I just think he's a kid that gets, you know, charged up by parties and visitors. We had a big party at our house. And, like, you know, he's my. I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. I think he's just got juiced by that. That tends to be when his sleep kind of goes off the rails is when guests leave. And, dude, we had my family here. We also had my extended family from New York or from the East Coast. And, like, he was just pumped, like, so engaging. We went to a wedding where he was passed around by all the people. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I think that's part of it. Hmm. And it's um, the biggest part of today's show. (laughs) It was a wonderful family visit. My parents were here. It was great. My dad, who's a religious listener to the show, not, he's not a religious person, but he (laughs) listens to our show as if it's, it's, if it's the Bible and and religious. Um, He casually mentioned um, a, a drink. Your mom casually My mentioned. mom casually mentioned a drink that my father maybe orders in the real world, but definitely ordered in the sky world. Mm-hmm. He ordered this on a plane, and I thought the plane, it should have been radioed into <laughs> NORAD, and then they should have we fired- We are landing. They should have fired a missile at this plane, <laughs> because my father said to the flight attendant, I will have a hot water and a milk. And so I was like, oh, okay. So he's been kind of drinking hot water. Like instead of tea lately, he'll just drink hot water, maybe hot water with lemon. I'm into it. Totally. I'm into it. He's also an adult baby man who drinks <laughs> milk sometimes, <laughs> which I find. And maybe he had a cookie with him or something. He, we didn't know. We a, didn't have all the information. Get a, give a John a cookie. <laughs> and so he, I was like, oh, he's going to have a hot water and then a milk. And the, the, the flight attendant said, well, we actually don't have milk, but we do have creamer or half and half or something like yeah. that. He was like, great. Packets of Packets. creamer, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. fuck. That even puts another layer into oh, it yeah. that I didn't know about. I think that's all about. planes have is like those packets of creamers. Great. So two separate entities? Dope. No, no, no. My father, John Sheather, Dr. John Sheather, he wanted hot milk, hot water with milk or cream in it. <laughs> <laughs> war crime. This This drink is a war crime. Hate crime, war crime, whatever whatever you want to say. It's water. So basically what you're ordering is you're saying, give me milk or cream, and then I want to disperse and dilute it by a factor of 40, probably. I want hot skim milk is what I want. Not even skim. <laughs> like skim milk is like whipped cream compared to this. This is like I want 0.00001% milk. Mm. What the fuck? What like I, I, my TikTok algorithms says that I, need, I want to see people flipping out on planes, like Karens on planes. 
my father should have been black bagged like the CIA does to people and then and stun stun gunned to death in the in the baggage hold of this plane. This wow. is very suspicious, sir. Wow. We're gonna have to take you in for questioning. Hot water and milk? Fuck. <laughs> These poor flight attendants don't deserve that. They don't need to have that in their head, knocking around in their heads. There's psychos out there ordering wet, wet milk, super wet milk. And then it's you said to me that it's powdered creamer. Oh no, no. I think it's I think it's actual liquid creamer, but just okay. in in the the little guy. Yeah, the little guys. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, my yeah. god! If it yeah. was if he's mixing powder, no, I don't think. I don't think like, <laughs> oh man, I need my powdered electrolyte drink that I'm going to put into my hot water. Fuck. Oh, I, I, I gave him some credit because I thought maybe it was like a um, like a steamer sort of thing. I don't know. <laughs> Which city steamer? <laughs> Cleveland's. <laughs> Where's that popular? Is that a Cleveland steamer? Um, well, so, no, but the, the bigger part of the story that I think is interesting, and I'm taking up a lot of time. I don't give a fuck. This is, <laughs> this is wild. This is who I came from. I'm his progeny. And I'm afraid that this is going to come over me at some point. I'm going to be on a plane and I'm going to be like, oh, okay. Can I get some apple juice, but make it boiling hot? <laughs> <laughs> and then pour just a little bit of a hot chocolate mix in there. No, but what my dad did, though, that I think is even more insidious, is that you told him, I think, that this is something that, that people do a lot in China, potentially, or Japan. Uh-uh. What? Uh-uh. No, I thought it was... So, well, okay, no, 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 hold on. He has a friend... I did not say that. ...who's an extremely well-traveled... Per- no, 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 not the cream part. Oh. Just the hot water. Oh, yeah. Like, the idea of just drinking hot water. Like, he also has a friend who's very, very traveled, and he his thing now, and he's kind of like a, a biohacker, and he's like in extremely good shape, and he just drinks hot water. So my dad took something that I think in its essence is very pure. Well, that's what I do in the morning, right? I do hot water. my, like, With lemon. hot-ish, warm-ish right. lemon water. Yeah. My dad took that very beautiful idea, <laughs> <laughs> and he just bastardized it. But then again, I guess I'm, I'm also sim- – I've always been similarly horrified to people drinking tea – with a dairy product, like Earl Grey tea with milk. I've always found that horrifying. Oh. But why is it any different? What What's coffee? Right. Coffee's just bean tea. It's water and cream. It's water poured over these nasty little, mm, nasty little you're coming jazz around. beans. You're coming around. Oof. Yeah. Um, jazz beans. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends. Thanks Hi. for joining us. <laughs> We're now um, 10 minutes in. Yes. <laughs> and I've talked mostly about my father's horrifying fetish. Um, besides that, we are also uh, Mike if, and Rin, chef and acupuncture oh, herbalist. If anybody cares about that part now, if they've made it this far without turning <laughs> us off, they don't give a fuck who we are. <laughs> um, we do talk to you about all things food. Sometimes, yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah, that just happened to be. It's been it's been haunting my dreams. Yeah, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, Right. <laughs> we also <laughs> what more to say? We also don't want to make this show an hour long. Um, one of the things that we've been doing in our house is, you know, with our little man, so much of what we think about. So he has an egg allergy. That's that's one thing that we think about. So we're like you trying out a lot of like egg free recipes, mm-hmm. but we're also just trying to think of. He's a fucking eater. Mm. If he's a consumer, left to his own devices, if he could make choices like my father can make, choices, <laughs> no, he would eat blueberries only. Yeah. Blueberries, kiwi, but like not much else. But so when we feed him, Rinnie especially is she's kind of the the chefy menu designer in our house for him, and we want it to be like as nutrient dense as possible. Yeah. Um, so basically, yeah. what I'm doing, and I think we talked about this on the last episode, but what I'm thinking about when I'm preparing a meal for him is 
I want some iron. Mm. I want some protein. I want some kind of like energy food. Right. Usually that's a something carby. Yeah. And this is the kind of thing where I'm a professional chef. I went to arguably the best culinary school in the world. And if you asked me to name something with iron in it, uh, I would probably go get our iron out of the <laughs> or a cast iron pan. I'd be like, can we Ooh. can we microplane some of this? Well, cooking in a cast iron pan oh. actually imparts some iron oh, to iron your ions to your to your whatever you're that preparing. Kind of sick. Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah, but, but that's have, what you know. That's what historically I have. Z- done. You could tell me that, like, you know. Craft American cheese is the highest source of vitamin C in the world. Like, <laughs> well, it's the kind of the color that looks like it could it be, right? Be, yeah, yeah. Um, iron sources are are meat. Meat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you can also get iron sources from some vegetarian places, mm-hmm. like beans mm-hmm. are a really good one. Yeah. And so that's why we also, you know, we don't really eat meat at every meal. Right. We sometimes replace it with beans. We usually do tofu once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so- I love, I've fallen like in a deep love affair with tofu. Yeah, It's super totally. good. We also, well, we don't really, so Ota tofu is in Portland. It's like, it's my favorite tofu. It's the, I think it's the oldest tofu producer in the country. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and it's dope. Really the good. The only problem for me is it's not organic. Right. Which is okay, I guess. But But we've been getting kind of like, this extra firm is that what we usually get? Firm or extra Dude, firm. And it's so good. I don't know. Eggplant, tofu are two of the things like I've been cooking professionally for, you know, over a decade. And I still like shit my pants when I think about tofu or eggplant. And in the last six months, I've been we've been cooking both of them a ton. Mm-hmm. Everybody like has all these things like eggplant. You have to salt it for 65 days yep. and drain it over. Yep. You don't. You just don't. Nope. Just cook it correctly. Same thing with tofu. It's like just cook it right. Yep. Yeah. And with tofu too, when I was, I was a vegetarian back in the day and I just remember like going to great lengths to like press, it. press all of the moisture out and and marinate it. And then, you know, it was like, I don't know. I just had all these things I thought I had to do. Now- yeah, I press some of the water out for sure. I, like I slice it, it into rectangles, throw some oil in the pan, yeah. and fry that shit up. And we've been doing a lot of like turmeric, yeah, kind of curry, harissa. yeah, or curry spice. Dude, it's like oh, and it's so that's, good. And I just think the key part with both of them is it's about searing them. It's mm-hmm. about cooking them in high hot oil. Oh, see, I don't do that with. With tofu, you I crisp do, it up slowly a little bit. Yeah, slowly. I do oh, a yeah. slow crisp with tofu because then it it's especially for our baby who's nine months old. I don't want things that are oh, like crunchy, super crunchy. Right. So, but we get a nice crisp on the outside. Yeah, and then the inside's really soft, so he can still chew it. But like for instance, eggplant. I just I don't want to leave our our millions of listeners hanging on just saying <laughs> cook it right because that's bullshit. But like eggplant, for instance, what I've been doing lately is like half half oil, half butter in the pan. Um, and then I just sear it on both sides. And the eggplant's going to be like a sponge. Like it's going to like, it's going to soak up that that oil and fat really, really quickly. But it's like sear it on each side. So it just gets like a nice, like kind of dark golden color. And then what I've been doing lately is just smearing like a, like a nice dollop of like miso on the top mm. and then putting it in the oven until it's like just really squishy looking. And dude, remember those ones I made the other day that were, they were like a crispy so edge souffle. Good. So, so good. good. And um, our baby don't be afraid of it. loved. I fucking goes nuts. Loved. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, one of the things that we also do probably once a week is, you know, we have a pasta night. Pasta. And one of our favorite things to do with it is a, like a tomato butter sauce. Mm-hmm. So. What's her name? 
Uh, oh my God, I always forget the woman's name. I, I always know. think Nigella Lawson. No, There's a famous not. woman who's known for this very, very simple she's a cookbook author, I think. But it's just, it's tomatoes of whatever variety you want. Uh, Marcel Hazan. Yeah, Marcel Hazan. Ha- so like whole onion that you cut in half and just throw in the pan, a ton of butter, and then tomatoes. I think we've talked about this on a show before. Oh, so so we've been doing it with our cherry tomatoes from the backyard. So just a bunch of cherry tomatoes, a bunch of butter, um, and then onion. And I, I, I the, the the traditional recipe says to pull the onion out. I love to keep it in and just blend it up with a stick blender. Um, we do, also use, because we canned a ton of tomatoes um, yeah. last year. And so I still have some left over. So we'll use... And you can just get canned tomatoes for sure. um, from the from the grocery store too. But yeah. it's a delicious sauce because you literally put it together, oh, yeah. bring it up, yep. let it simmer. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 45 minutes and, and it's just whatever. And it's done. And if you it's use so good. if you use salted butter, I don't even salt or pepper Mm-mm. it. I just like let it rock. Yeah. And you know, and and also we use locatelli cheese. Great locatelli Key. cheese on top. Yeah. It's a pecorino romano. But, but so dude, good. you could use it as pizza sauce. It could be really good sure. as a pizza sauce. Um, but yeah, but the hard part in our house is finding a pasta that we can feel really good about because pasta itself dope love it but for him we want every bite to be super nutrient dense Mm -hmm. so rini has been i think on this beautiful wonderful mission 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 a la lord of the rings to find you know an alternative pot flour pasta but also just something that's like banging nutrient dense all the things because there's plenty of like you know, wheat flour pastas. There's plenty yeah. of, um, you know, like a rice flour, or a corn pasta. There's even quinoa pasta. Right. But still not the protein and iron yeah. richness that I might acids. like. Yeah. yeah. And so. Wait, so in that scenario, so amino acids, that's a big part of it, right? Protein. So that like full protein panel or whatever. Yeah. 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 And, and then what's and then the iron is coming from whatever it's made with. So yes. like the bean or so the, the legume, yeah. And okay. there's, you know, we have kind of I think found that chickpea pasta mm. is our favorite as far as like yeah. texture and taste. Because a, a legume pasta can really taste legumey. <laughs> right. Well, and this is where I think that there's a lot of there's a big push in the chef world. Um, you know, I I do recipe development and chickpea flour is like popping. Like it's people, really good. Because it's just really, it's like dense in a way that like it, it makes things feel really round and hearty. Um, and yeah, the, and pasta is great. So, yeah. we did, so we did a little. A we little, did a taste test. A taste off. Yeah. Yeah. We used three pastas that as, you know, for us in Portland on the West Coast, you can pretty much get at every grocery store. Yeah. Um, Bonza being one of them, which yeah. I feel like is pretty ubiquitous at Bonza this point. Bonza is now, I, I met the guys who started Bonza when they first started it, you know, maybe 10 years ago or something. And it's popping it's now. It's like blown it's in all the Kroger up. stores. I'm pretty sure it's in all the Whole Foods. Like it's, it's really cute packaging. Another problem in this world like we see in so many of the kind of alternative worlds is the branding is fucking nuts. <laughs> like there are people, there are some of our, dude, remember that pasta? It's like made with seaweed. Those ones, it's that, it's that black packaging. We used to get it at like grocery outlet or somewhere weird. Yeah. But it's like, it was so dope. It was made with like kelp or whatever. But the packaging was, it looked like a 1979 <laughs> sex lube. I was like, what are you guys doing? So Bonza is like beautiful on the shelf. It's kind of a, you know, burnt umber, orangey, pumpkin-y sort of color. Um, and their pastas in general are just like really, really delicious. Yeah. So we used um, Bonza and we did all the same 
pasta. So we did the fusilli little um, rotini. Rotini. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we also used um, tolerant. Yep. Which is, you know, they kind of tout themselves as like the allergen friendly brand. Yep. And they it's it's pretty cute packaging. It's it's kind of marketed towards kids. I think it's it's really like marketing towards kids with food allergies. Yes, yeah, it's very cool. Um similar color. Yeah. It actually. has the same color scheme. Yep. Yeah. But it's very cool. Um and then the the last one we used was Explore Cuisine. And this was a pasta that I like weird I found in Fred Meyers, which is like our mm-hmm. Kroger store. And it's kind of, it looks like one of those brands that you might, it looks like a really kind of funny off brand that you might find at like a grocery outlet mm-hmm. or whatever. Yes. I won't, I won't tell anyone. <laughs> you won't reveal. I won't reveal. Um, so Tolerant and Explore Cuisine, both organic. Yep. Um, Bonza, not organic. Mm-hmm. Do they um, have, they don't have any organic. I, no, I don't okay. think so. And Bonza, so uh, the Explore Cuisine, the, it's basically... Um, chickpea flour, mm. and then I do believe they use some brown rice flour too. Yeah. Um, tolerant is only the legume. So mm-hmm. they do a lentil, they do a chickpea. Um, so that's kind of cool to be able to get the pasta texture without any additions. Well, and it's that's that's the that's the thing, right? Because yeah. Because it's of the like non-wheat pastas. <sighs> that are doing it right. It's just the thing that falls apart is the texture. Sure. It either becomes this gummy, gross mess or yep. it like just bleeds out into nothing or it stays or the, and then the, and I think the key test is once it cools down a little bit, That's like hot straight out of the water when you're like te- tasting a or test tasting a piece of pasta it's like that's not the test it right. needs to be like it's 15 minutes out of the water right and is it going to taste like you're eating teeth well because when we're serving it to babe oh yeah it's cooled right, right right we're not serving him a hot lava pasta right um and then with bonza they add pea starch tapioca and xanthan gum so yeah they've got some additions to you know kind of keep the pasta texture right? and i think i think people oftentimes see xanthan gum on ingredient lists and they're like oop it's got an x in it that must mean it's this mean it's this crazy thing it's like this wild chemical it's really it's not it's naturally derived um it can be from very very good sources and it's like a key element in mouthfeel <laughs> and tooth pack um it just it makes a lot of those foods that you're eating with it like more springy and like just more fun to eat so don't hate on xanthan so really what we looked for was taste and texture. Yeah. Um, those were kind of our two main categories. They all got the same sauce. All got the same sauce. They, they got, got our backyard tomato sauce. Yeah. They all got cooked until they were done. Yep. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't like, we follow the directions lightly, but I just cooked them until they were delicious. Yep. Um, and we came out with two different winners. We sure did. I had one. You Mikey say yours. had one. Um, mine was actually Bonza. It, yeah. You know, it's very good. Yeah. And with an addendum, Bonza uh, straight out of the pot. And then, you know, like as mm. I was eating dinner. Yeah. Really good. Yes. Bonza, as I was like doing the cleanup and inevitably there's some pasta left. So where does it go? Yep. In my gullet. Sure. Not so good. Why? It got crumbly. That does. So that's, that's a Bonza thing. It yeah. just kind of does. And I think that that's, I think it's, I don't know what it is. It's a chickpea thing, I think, kind of. I've seen it with not all of them, yeah. but like, but Bonza, and especially if you get kind of some of the ones that are a little bit flat, like a flatter noodle, uh-huh. like the farfalle or like the um, rigatoni or whatever, it just ends up kind of like flaking apart a little bit. The rotini has that, you know, it's like the fun slide where it's like it's got kind right. of a pole up the middle and then it's got. So I think it's the best. Yeah. 
um, if you're going to use a legume pasta, mm-hmm. I think it's the best one to get. I think that's true. I think the, where, where the pasta has to really do is like fettuccine. Because fettuccine yeah. is buck Woof. wild or tagatelli or something. Like yeah. where it's like, ooh, it's got a lot of surface area. Yep. Um, and then Mikey. Mine was the place? Explore Cuisine. Mm-mm. No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> yes, it was. No. No. <laughs> I love the Explore Cuisine at first, though, for yeah. sure. Oh, was the Tolerant? Oh, see, <laughs> I looked at my back at my pictures, and I thought it was the other way around. I liked the Explore. So, the uh, to be told, Explore Cuisine was the first one to come out. I was very hungry, mm. and I thought it was delicious. The Tolerant, yes, you're right, was the one that held up the longest for me. Held up, texture held up. Yeah. Um the the Far East was. Explore. Or oops, the Explore cuisine was um gummy. It like was started a little bit springy, but then it just immediately was gummy. Right, that the, is yeah. The yeah. other thing about the Explore cuisine hungry. I'm so hungry. The other thing about the Explore cuisine is that it was the most clearly a legume pasta. I that feel like was it the was thing like that ended, well, and punch you, know, you in the mouth. But you know when it did, I felt, was when it cooled down mm-hmm. a little bit. Because at first, like straight out of the pot, hot sauce on it and stuff like that, I thought it was it was the most desirable. And then it fell apart in the end. Because mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm a, a pasta eater where I'm probably going to eat too much pasta. I'm going to eat mm-hmm. until I feel sick. And in order to do that, I'm going to be eating over a pretty pretty large expanse of time. <laughs> so I'm going to see the full journey of of the the pasta. And it yeah, it went, and I was like, "What's happening right now?" And it was, it was just that the taste it became a little bit too functified for me a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I don't know. You know, I think Bonza straight out the pot, tolerant. If you're gonna kind of <laughs> if you're tolerant of a little time lapse, keep, keep eating. Riggsy. Every time we put the lineup down yeah. for him, he went to tolerant. He did, um, yeah. and you know who knows. Yeah. But he was really like pretty specific about grabbing for that sure. One. And let us so reach out to us. Let's eat at mikeyandrin.com. Let us know like what your favorite kind of alt pasta is. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a really fun world too. There's just wild shit happening. Totally. And I don't know. It's cool. And there's all beautiful like ancient oh, yeah. grain pasta yeah. and cassava flour. You know, again, we went legume because we wanted the the sort of right. protein punch. But um, yeah, but it's so fun. Fall foods. Fall foods. Rindog is looking at her phone. She doesn't want me to do this, but um, we're gonna do just a quick little. It's a, it's a, it's more of a story. It's a journey than it is a quiz. Mm, this is about fall's coming. It's feeling like it's in the air. It's the end of summer. I'm starting to like just blow off my my wool sweaters and uh, you know unpack my my winter goods. And so I've just been thinking a lot about fall foods. So I just want to talk to you about. Um, we have three questions. Okay, and they are. Um, just about kind of warming your tum tum, right? Okay. So, what is what's the best three filling three course meal for fall? Three course meal. Um, I would say start with the soup. Sure. Um, go to a little a little pasta, a little chickpea pasta, mm. and then end with a nice um, spiced carrot and banana muffin, like I just oh, made. See, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong answer. Uh, the best three course meal in the fall is um, the time that I went f- f- three corners and I ate at Taco Bell, KFC, and Carl's Jr. <laughs> um, in one sh- in one shot. Um, okay, uh, zero for one. Second question: What is the best soup for fall? A pumpkin soup. Perfect answer. <laughs> wrong answer. 
best soup was uh, in culinary school when uh, my friend Wes Mickle and I spent uh, he spent most of the time, I think, making an avocado soup that was the most beautiful mm. soup that you've ever seen. It was green. It was gorgeous. It was everything. And I was following him to the to the fridge. He had a gigantic, like, 10-gallon container of it. And then he tripped on the edge of the, uh, no. of the cooler and dumped it into the cooler. So, we, <laughs> so it had to be cleaned from the inside out. <laughs> it's a dumb story. Okay, last but not least, the most filling meal most i mean we've been talking about pasta i feel like a big bowl of pasta bowl with of pasta. some tomato butter sauce and some locatelli cheese that's going to be a rib sticker i don't think you're wrong about that i've never felt so uncomfortably full as i did after <laughs> our pasta experience yeah i mean sundays at my grandma's house okay fullest i've ever been every I'm- week Okay, it's not the answer I was thinking of. The answer I was thinking of was the time that uh, my friends and I went up for a fall journey, and we bought five pounds of bacon, and we cooked it up, and between, I think, four of us, we ate five pounds of bacon. Oh. And then we went and played basketball, and we smelled like bacon on the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to give you half a point. Oh. I'm going to give you half a point. Wow. But in order to win the, the quiz you have to have one full point. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the rules. I don't make the rules. It's not in the stars, friends, for I me do, to I ever make, win a quiz. I do make the rules, actually. So, uh, But you lose. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us today. Reach out with some cool pasta stories, True. pasta pictures. Yes. Um, let's eat at MikeyandRin.com. Also, if you've eaten at more than one fast food restaurant in a meal, send us that story <laughs> as well. Show us the corners of heaven that you went to. And which, which Did you go to Sonic and Taco Bell? Did you go to Long John Silver's and um, Burger, I can't King? Think Burger King? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what your world's like. Uh, we love you guys. Mikey, let's eat at MikeyandRin.com. Mikey and Rin on the socials. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.